Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Turn to Page, Trick or Trapped. The Give Yourself Goosebumps special edition number seven. This time, power play again. We're right. back on power play train. We're we're back, power raps. We're back. So it it really did jump all over the place, didn't it? <laughs> or mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's so interesting. But yeah, trick or trapped. We uh, lamented prior. Uh, about how cl how close <laughs> we are to it being Halloween, like without it being actually Halloween, and it's such mm -hmm. a Halloween book. But hey, just listen to it again on Halloween. How about that? Exactly. We don't have to record a special Halloween episode or anything. You can just listen to this one then. It's it's true, but it's also like uh, we've been going. We we've really done it. I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's not that I didn't think we'd get here. It's more that I'm just like, wow, that's that that was an actual commitment to what started as a silly bit turned into an actually fun idea, into an actually fun podcast. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Almost done. The second to last Give Yourself Goosebumps book at all that exists. Rita, what? This is going to be the final time that we have to give yourself goosebumps books to read. <laughs> no, this is the last time we're going to almost be almost be done. Almost be almost <laughs> Soon done. Soon we'll almost be done instead. Soon we're going to almost be done instead of almost be almost be done. I don't know. How am I going to deal with it? I'm not ready to say goodbye. I'm not ready to say goodbye. Although this cover, boy, it is very... It's very goosebumps in a way that makes me feel comforted that we are still, oh, we are still very much in goosebumps land. Mm -hmm. We've got the we're uh, in good hands with Craig White here on the cover. Yeah, Craig White gave us a gave us a banger. It's, I guess, I guess just an evil orangutan. Yep. Like uh, so. Audience, I'm gonna need you to like blank canvas in your mind's eye for a second yes. here now. Close Done. your eyes. Imagine the most wretched, evil, bandit, thug-looking orangutan. It kind of has the 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 uh, colorations of like a, a raccoon's like mask mm. around the eyes, okay. with a grin that is about as inviting as the machine in the uh, tip that compresses cars down into cubes. Mm. Uh, holding out a I can only call it a veritable cornucopia of treats and yes. eyeballs. Interestingly enough, it's like 99% treats. And there's just two yeah. eyeballs. There's like... I mean, I would do a blind dip in that, 100%. Yeah, I would like, do it. I'd go. What, I've eaten an eyeball? That's fine. They're edible. Yeah, that's fine. Like, also, you know, it's Halloween. There's a lot of... I've had a lot of, like, chocolate cover or like just chocolate balls that have like a mm. foil that make them look like an eyeball it's halloween i'd chance it i'd chance this it. could easily just be a costume i mean in the yeah. windows behind the uh the main character here the orangutan that we are seeing mm -hmm. uh there is what is very clearly a a prop demonstration of a pumpkin and a ghost yeah these are you know 2.99 at spirit halloween you can get mm -hmm. these it's true it's true and yet i'm so ready i love halloween 
so much. I didn't always. I did not always. I will say that. I was a, was I was a, a scaredy cat. Yeah. Mm. I was a scaredy cat, and I did not like anything scary. However, what I did love was putting up Halloween decorations. I just mm. love... I love celebrating. It's. It feels like a holiday that really is just such a silly holiday. Mm-hmm. It's like it's one of the ones where it's like now do a silly one of hol- yep. of holidays, and that's what I like about it so much. Is it's just In, it is just for fun, really. It's, it's great. It is. I, not odd, but curious how often comedy and horror pair together. I mean, we're reading yeah. the Give Yourself Goosebumps series, a great example of that kind of thing. But so often it feels like comedy is invoked alongside horror to be like, okay, don't, don't get too scared now. Someone's dressed yeah. as a clown. Yeah, it's like, we need to bring you back. We need to, it's like a, it's a balance. Yeah, but, uh, and it's all just about, um, measuring and properly dealing out surprise like Mm -hmm. uh, if yeah if your punchline is not surprising it's probably not funny unless you did something surprising about how you delivered it a punchline and a jump scare are on the same spectrum exactly (laughs) exactly i I scream at both. (laughs) 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 Everyone's just like, to get to the other side, ah! Yeah, every time. (laughs) They're like, nobody will tell me jokes anymore. It sucks. I haven't heard a a joke in years. Uh, Anywho. It is probably time to be beworn. Would you like to? Let's be warned. Beware! You know the drill. Don't read the book from beginning to end. Come on. Silly. Guess what? It's Halloween, well, and you're going trick-or-treating. So grab some white face makeup, a black cape, and a set of fake bangs, then get changed into your vampire costume. Right. And don't forget to bring a bag for all that candy you're about to collect. Use a pad and pencil to write down whatever you collect in this book, and be sure to write down everything. Some of the goodies might mean the difference between life and death. Scary adventure's all up to you. This well, is right. as little information yeah. as we've ever been given on a webpage. There is one line. It's Halloween and you're a vampire costume. <laughs> and you are the costume. You don't mm-hmm. even get to be you don't even get to be the kid. You're just a costume. I'm a I, sentient costume that ensorcels anyone who puts me on. Yeah. Also, uh, we've been hand waved. It's all good. It guess what? It is Halloween. <laughs> That's that's what we should have said at the beginning of the episode. Just like, no, 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 no. Guess what? It is Halloween. It is Halloween right now. We're not early. We're late. (laughs) If you check your calendar and it says otherwise, I'm sorry to tell you that calendar is lying. You are living a lie. Listen to us. Wake up. It is Halloween (laughs) 1996. You need to get out. Put on your white face makeup, your black cape, and your fake teeth. Fangs. You need to you need to wake up. You need to go out. It is still Halloween until you complete this one task. PayPal me $60. Alright. I go occasionally to uh, the, the long-term comatose ward of the local hospital and just whisper yes. that in people's ears. <laughs> yeah. Look, at some point, the money's going to start rolling in. <laughs> I can't think of a single ethical concern that I have to bring up. Excellent. 
great. I couldn't either. That's why I started. <laughs> they couldn't either. All right, page one. Finally! <sighs> you, you breathe a sigh of relief. Your front door slams shut behind you. You thought you'd never get out of here. What an evening. First, your mother made you finish all of your chores. Then your dad ordered you to do your math homework. To top it off, your sister's white poodle bit you on the leg. Oh, no. Then when you complained, your mom yelled at you. But now you're running down your sidewalk carrying your trick-or-treat bag. And in just a few hours, it'll be filled to the brim with candy. Halloween, you think with a grin. My kind of holiday, the day that is today in real life. You catch your reflection in the front windshield of your dad's car. Yeah, your vampire costume looks good. Not good enough because you can see yourself. I have come to suck your blood. <laughs> you shout. Then you tear off to meet your three best buddies on Pearl Street. This is going to be your most awesome Halloween ever. Run on to page two. You take a shortcut that leads you onto a wide lane. Directly in front of you, you see a wrought iron gate. Behind it, in the distance, is an absolutely enormous white mansion. In front of the mansion, blocking any entrance to it, sits five homes in a row. Each one in a different, with a different color. Red, blue, orange, yellow, and green. Weird. Never noticed this place before. It's Sunshine Court. Someone says in your ear. You wheel around, and standing beside you is Nathan Rickles, the nerdiest, klutziest, most idiot man in your class just one look at him makes you remember the time his shorts caught on fire in the science lab it takes all your concentration to keep from laughing <laughs> what sunshine court you ask candy central nathan exclaims cleaning the glasses he wears over his zombie costume it's a trick-or-treat in paradise a caramel coated jackpot! You sigh, remembering Nathan's tendency to repeat the same information ten different ways. Well, enjoy it! You say. I have to go meet some people. But Nathan grabs you. Not so fast. Go slowly. Don't go quick. Stay with Nathan on page three. Nathan holds a bag up to your nose. Look what I got in here, he says. You peer inside the bag. Whoa, it's filled to the brim with candy. All that came from five houses? You ask. Hey, six, including the White Mansion. Nathan replies. Oh, you gotta get to the White Mansion. It's the best, the greatest, the... Okay. You say. I get the point. You stare through the heavy iron gates. Huh. Your friends are waiting for you on Pearl Street, but... How long could it take to visit five homes and a mansion? Here, Nathan says. Take something to get you started. He places a double chocolate triple caramel delight in your bag. Wow. Wow, Nathan. You say. They're my favorite. Thanks. No problem. He replies. Go on in. And uh, don't forget about that white mansion, eh? Nathan runs off down the street, and you turn to the wrought iron gate... Is it locked? You wonder. You push it, and it swings open. Well? 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 <laughs> Sorry. You say to yourself, Candy, here I come. Hurry on the page four. So should we... It said anything that goes in our bag, we write down. It didn't mm -hmm. say to put so it in So we've got a double chocolate triple caramel delight in our bag. Alrighty. You sprint towards the houses. Clank. 
You wheel around, and the iron gates have shut behind you. You pull on them. Hey, they... they won't budge. Are they locked? If they are, how will you ever get out of here? The iron fence circles the whole of Sunshine Court, and for a second you're a little bit spooked. Everything is eerie still. What was that? Something moving the shadows? Glance around. The grass here is perfectly mowed. Birds are singing in trees. Looks like just the kind of neighborhood your parents would love to live in. Stop being a dope, you scold yourself. There's nothing to be afraid of. The wind blew that gate shut, and someone in one of these houses will let you out. So get out in there and trick and treat. Trick and treat? Trick and also treat. You don't have to choose. The world is your oyster. Trick and treat. The cobblestone walk you're standing on splits into five directions, each leading to one of the five different colored homes. Which one should you visit first? The red, blue, orange, yellow, or green house? So this is effectively, you know, choosing the path that we start with. I can't imagine any of these are going to be wrong or correct. However, I do have a lead. Okay. It's literally just that I want to go in the order of the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Show off. (laughs) (laughs) show up you played the second season of sam and max and remembered one of the names of the characters and that helped you learn the order of the uh rainbow yeah yeah i mean sometimes it's true it's true roy g biv i what a good man whoever's getting royalties every time we say it it's like oh my god they must be living living large uh Mm -hmm. yeah I'm, i'm down with that it's better than any reason i would have to go to anything Hell yeah. One hundo. We go. That red house looks nice, you decide. You jog up to it and ring the bell. The door swings open and standing before you is... Santa Claus? Oh, 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 oh. He bellows. Merry Christmas. Christmas? This guy needs some serious holiday help. Uh, yeah. You say. Merry Christmas to you, too? A tall woman dressed as a werewolf appears at Santa's side. Why need more punch? She squawks. More punch! Santa echoes. He laughs. <laughs> and the party's just beginning! Your eyes go wide. Oh, it's a costume party! <laughs> it's Halloween, dude! As the werewolf retreats into the house, you see Santa reach into his red sack. When he faces you again, he's holding a piece of red licorice and a mango lollipop in one hand and a shiny red apple in the other. Take one, he commands. And then come and join the fun. Put either the licorice, the lollipop, or the apple in your bag and join the party on page 69. That's, I mean, okay. Uh, I, I, you know, my only, uh, I don't want to go for the shiny red apple and I just don't want to go for the shiny red apple because a mango lollipop sounds interesting and red licorice is incredible. Yeah. Do you have one you would like to disclude? Uh, disclude. I mean, I, here's my, well, okay. I guess it doesn't say what, no, it says red licorice. Here's my only thing. Licorice, there's like, it's always such a, you know, divisive thing if you like red or black licorice. I mm. feel like we're going to get, if we take the licorice, we're going to be like, oh, I only like black licorice. Uh, you know, 
Let's but, do it. Mango lollipop. Okay. You got that written down? I keep on trying to mm -hmm. move my hand to write stuff down, but I don't have to. That's great. Get the pages. You step into the house and find yourself inside a giant ballroom filled with monsters, witches, and vampires. Great costumes, you think. They look totally real. A shiver runs through you. It, it's silly, you know, but part of you thinks that... I don't know, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they look a little bit too real. Hey, you have your candy. Maybe you should just get out of here. You turn and find your path blocked by two elves. Not real elves, you reason. Kids in costumes, surely. Then you notice the elves' hands. They have knife-edged claws at the ends of their fingers. Whoa. These aren't like any elf costumes you've ever seen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where are you going? The first elf demands, his voice low and gravelly. Not like a kid's at all. He grabs your cape with one of his claws. Whoa! These claws are tearing holes in your cape, you gasp. Does that mean that they're real? Yeah, the party's just starting. The second elf growls. Have a drink. The first elf offers. He holds out a frothing glass of punch. No, no, no. Follow me. Wait, hold on. It's all good. I should have just said no. <laughs> oh, no, the second elf cries, grabbing you. Follow me. The house is huge. There's so much to see here. <laughs> I got brain melted. If you follow the second elf, go to page 14. If you take the punch, go to 93. Uh, hmm. Well, I mean, it still could be, you know, cordial and, and convivial. I mean, like, you know, where are you? Go like, sure, he's grabbing at our cape, but he can't help the fact that he's got knife claw yeah. hands. He's just a little elf guy. He's just a little elf guy. I mean... I'm just a tiny little elf. I'm just a tiny little guy. I mean, I'm willing to give some BOTD and uh, take the mystery punch from the man with knife fingers. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Let's do that. I, I did get less sure of it as I was explaining it. <laughs> 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 You'll try the punch as long as these elves leave you alone. You drain the glass, then glance around the party. The dance floor is a sea of movement. People seem to be having fun, but you're eager to go trick-or-treating. Someone taps your shoulder. A shriveled goblin stands at your side. Its face covered in warts, skin light green, and ears flopping over like a dog's. Gross. You, uh, you wanna dance? The goblin asks. Uh, gee. You stammer. I, I, I mean, I'd like to, but... Get away! A ghost floats over to the goblin. I've always wanted to dance with a vampire. It proclaims. The ghost hovers in front of you, about two feet off the ground. Yikes, you swallow hard. Oh, phew, that was quick. Uh, <laughs> that's either a real ghost or the best costume you've ever seen. Either way, it's totally time to go. You take a step towards the door, but the goblin grabs your wrists, and the ghost wraps itself around your legs, and you can't move. Looks like you're gonna have to dance with one of them, so choose. If you dance with the goblin, 96. If you dance with the ghost, 25. We're dancing with the goblin. I hate, yep. I hate, I hate to put my foot down so hard, but here's the reasoning, and I think you'll agree. Goosebumps would absolutely kill us, and at the end say something like, "I guess you had no body to dance with," because the ghost doesn't have a oh. body. That's it's the classic. So true. 
I'm with you. And also, I'm a bit of a goblin man. I like yeah. the goblin. I am a goblin. Goblin ghoul. All right. You <laughs> swallow. <laughs> <laughs> you swallow and grab the goblin's hand. Let's boogie. You say bravely. Ugh, its hand is slimy. Ew, it's so gross. Uh, nice mask. You comment. What mask? I'm not pregnant. The goblin says, <laughs> wait, asks. You chuckle, but the goblin doesn't laugh at all. It seems totally serious, but that can't be. The face has to be a mask, doesn't it? Finally, the song ends and you're out of here. Try and move away, but what's this? The goblin's grip on your hand tightens. It puckers its lips at you. Oh, no, it wants a kiss. Yeah. You yell. You gotta get out of this crazy party. Across the room, you spot an open window. You run at it and dive through head first. Ben, there. <laughs> Wham! You hit the ground. You're back in the middle of Sunshine Court. Huh. Goblin kissing. You shudder at the thought. That red house is totally weird. And you only got one piece of candy in it? Better pick another house. And also, there's the house choices again. So, Orange? I... I... I can't believe we turned down such an incredibly... Like, unique experience. Yeah. None of our friends have probably made out with a goblin. Yeah. I mean... I would have done it. I would do it. Just putting that <laughs> out there. Universe. There's probably mistletoe in there. Santa's house and all. Universe. Akka's a goblin. Universe. You ready to gotcha me? Prove that goblins are real? <laughs> I'll take it. Then I'll be the man who kissed a goblin. That's fine. <laughs> Who's the real winner? Up close, the orange house looks more like a shack. You sure don't expect much from a run-down dump to have a lot in the way of candy, but you figure it's worth a try. Trick or treat! You call. You wait. And you wait. Nothing. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Trick or treat! You shriek. Again, you wait, and a light breeze just rustles through a wind chime, and an eerie bell fills the early evening air. That's it. You're out of here. You're, you turn to go, and... Creak! Glance over your shoulder, and the rickety wood door swings open. By itself! You swallow! Hard! Again! What's there? A ghost or something? Greetings! A creepy voice cries from inside the darkened house. What is it that you want? Find out who's speaking on page 53. You try and reply, but your voice catches in your throat. Come, child. What is it that you want? I'm a busy man. A figure steps from the shadows. You see a short, squat man wearing a white lab coat. He has a huge handlebar mustache and wears a purple necktie that dangles to... A purple necktie that dangles to his knees. Dr. Hillenthrobin's the name. He introduces himself. Um, trick or treat? You say shyly. Dr. Hillenthrobin narrows his eyes at you. I know why you're here. Dr. He Gildenblithen stole you. He sent you to steal my experiments. I knew it. Wait! You say. I've never heard of... Before you can finish, Dr. Hillenthrobin wheels around. Samson! He cries. 
In an instant, an enormous gorilla fills the entire doorway. It really is goosebumps. A wave of fear rushes over you. Bring the child inside, Samson, Hillenthrobin says. No choice. You have to go with Hillenthrobin to page six. You kick and you claw, you scream at the top of your lungs, but the gorilla has you locked and tight in his arms. He carries you down a twisting hallway. You glance in the rooms to the left and right and gasp. In one room, a group of mummies plays cards, and the next are two men playing ping pong. But neither <gasps> of them has a head! Oh. Oh. That is unique. <laughs> and notices the look of fear in your face. Just a couple of my experiments. He explains. Samson carries you into a giant laboratory and plops you down on an operating table. Operating table? Are you about to become one of Hillenthrobin's experiments? Let me go! You cry, but Samson simply ties you to the table. Finally! Hillenthrobin cries. The perfect child to use in my latest experiment! Oh, well, I mean, if you would have led with the perfect, perfect child, I mean, I guess I would have... I would have protested. Ooh, I'm That's flattered. Kind of, I'm flattered. I just go ahead, chop my head off. Why do you, if you say so? Oh no! You can't even imagine what that means. You scream and try and kick, but you can't move your legs. You're not entirely out of luck, though. Right next to your left hand is a lever. If you use it, maybe you can even escape. You can either push it away or pull it towards you. Oh, well, I, I mean, to or fro. It's such a strategic choice we get to make. Mm. Uh, let's see. What's your favorite door? A push door or a pull door? Uh, it's it's a uh, it's it's a pull because uh, I will always try to pull even if it's a push door first, unless yep. I'm certain it's a push door. So the only situation where I don't make a mistake is where it's a pull. Yeah. All right. One oh seven. That's I'd say the same. Unless there's no handle, <laughs> then it's. Then, then I, I suction cut my fingers to the glass <laughs> and then try and pull it back anyway. Yeah, I try. Like, oh, it was, yeah, it's been awkward. You pull the lever and the table begins to shake. Then, whoa, the table you're lying on plunges through a hole in the floor. Above, you see Dr. Hillenthrobin peering down at you, his face growing smaller and smaller. Or are you getting bigger? Wham! <laughs> you touch down in a hall lined with mirrors. Soon, the hall forks off in two different directions. You have to choose which way to go, but is this some kind of mirror maze? You hate mazes. Pause for a moment. Which way do you go? What's that? Footsteps echoing in the hall, coming towards you? Who can that be? Only Hill and Throbin, or Samson. Trembling with fear, you turn and tear down the left hallway. But the footsteps grow louder. You don't dare stop running. If you do, Dr. Hill and Throbin will drag you back to the lab, and then who knows what'll happen? You hear Hillenthrobin's voice. Running is no use. I'll find you. You sprint towards a light at the end of the hall. No, you reach a dead end. Wait, not a dead end. On either side of you are two brass doors. Take the door on the right or the door on the left. Yet another <laughs> deeply strategic decision. So, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Let's go right. Yeah, because we've been left before in this page, I guess. Yeah. Good enough reasoning. It, the right door looks good. You throw it open. The room is totally dark. You see the dim outline of something strange on the table, and you squint and gasp at what you see. A room of heads lying in a row on a table. Another one of Hillenthrobin's weird experiments. 
gross. You're out of here. You reach for the door and slam. It shuts in your face. Click. It locks. You pull at the doorknob. No! You howl with fear. Let me go! <laughs> Someone laughs. But aren't you alone in this room? You turn to the table. No, it can't be! The heads, they're alive and they're laughing! No! <laughs> Your head throbs with the unearthly sound. The laughter, it's killing you! <laughs> you hit your knees and hold your ears. No! Looks like your trick-or-treating adventure is over, but start again on page one and maybe you'll have a better idea of how to get ahead in this game. Oh! Okay. Alright, let's go left, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also, it's just, we literally got laughed to death. I... Yep. So... Hey, okay. it's more likely than you might think. Yeah, like the comedy and horror wrapped up once more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You throw open the door to your left, the one that's obviously the right choice anyone would know by the distinct markings along the... Oh, you look up and gasp. Standing before you is Samson, Hillen Throbbins' pet gorilla. You turn to run, but the door is locked behind you and you're stuck. Please. You say. Don't hurt me. To your surprise, Samson raises his eyebrow. Hurt you? He says. I want to help you escape. You gasp. Is this gorilla actually speaking to you? Help me? You stammer. That's right. The ape says. He holds out his enormous hand. Shake. You raise your trembling hand and touch his. He gives you a firm but nice handshake. You'll really help me get away? Hmm. You ask. Samson smiles. His teeth are surprisingly white. Of course. But I was wondering if, in return, I might have some of your candy. Find out if today's your lucky day. Did you leave your bag of candy at the lab or remember to take it with you? Flip oh, a coin. Boy. This is quite the path. Alrighty. Alright, flip that coin. Move that bus. What do you got? Oh, boy. Uh, I got tails. All right. I mean... Of course, you also flipped a coin when you got heads. I flipped a coin. I just got heads. But also, I do wonder. Maybe we can get away and not lose candy this way. You know what I'm saying? Mayhaps. You look around. Where is that bag of candy? Oh, no. You must have left it in the lab. Sorry. You say. But I don't have any candy. Samson drops to his knees and clenches his hairy hands, and hot tears pour out of his eyes. No candy! <laughs> he cries. He pounds the floor with his fists. The tremors he causes shake your entire body. He's doing his down special. I want candy! You, your, your, mm, diaper, we got you. Your edge through the door, towards the door. We got you. This has been a sting Don't operation. Lock him up. Lock up. <laughs> Your edge towards the door. Samson seems a little too upset about not getting candy, and you hope he won't take out his disappointment on you. Well? You stammer. If you leave me out, I could get some more candy and bring it back to you. Candy! Samson bellows. No! He rises to his full height, pounding his chest. He takes a step towards you. 
Wait! You cry. There has to be a way to... Before you can finish, Samson lifts you up over his head. He opens a hidden door on the other side of the room. No! You yell. No! Samson throws you through the doorway and into the darkness. Find out where you are on page 58. <laughs> what? <sighs> a light flicks on and you find yourself in a white room with white walls, white floor, white ceiling, and no furniture. What's that? You hear something behind you, and you wheel around to realize you're sharing the room with a tall man with a gray goatee and thick black glasses. Dr. Gildenblithen's the name, he says. Dr. Gildenblithen, did Dr. Hillenthrobin mention- Wait, Dr. Gildenblithen? Dr. Hillenthrobin mentioned him. He thought you were Gildenblithen's spy, did he? He did, yes. As oh, soon as we God. came to the entrance, we explained that we wanted to trick or treat, and he was like, I bet you sent by the guild. He had a different voice, but this guy has that yeah. voice. Dr. Hillenthrobin uh, thinks you're trying to steal his work. You tell the man. He's right. The doctor exclaims, eyes wide. I'm here to steal something right now. <laughs> you a cop? Whoa, you think? And then you realize something. Oh, wait a minute. Aren't you a prisoner here, too? You ask. I'm only pretending to be a prisoner. Gildenblithen explains. But you can get out. I mean, just hop through that window. Yes, you think. An escape. Then again, this guy's a crook. Should you trust him? If you hop through the window, page 48. If you stay in the room, page 131. Uh... Hmm. I... <laughs> Why would he lie? <laughs> And kill us. I don't know. I, I don't I'm sorry, know but I've decided that you need to know my secret that I'm going to commit a crime. So jump out that window so you forget instead of me just not telling you. I don't know. I gotta make sure this confession's not admissible in a court of law. <laughs> Let me kill you. I'll jump through um, the window. I, yeah, let's hop through the window. It's not the first time this book. All right. <laughs> that is true. Without prompting as well, we're just like, well, I guess that's the exit. <laughs> Thief or not, you're taking Gildan, Dr. Gildenblithen's advice and getting out of there. You squeeze your way through the open window and you're gone. Goodbye! You call to Gildenblithen. Uh, good luck with the stealing. Thanks! The doctor calls back and gives you a thumbs up sign. You turn and see the red cobblestone path in front of you. You follow it through a thicket of trees and see the white mansion rise up before you. Excellent. Maybe someone in there can help you get to the sunshine court. I am worried about us not having our candy bag. Yeah, I'm pretty sure technically we don't have any candy at the moment. Yeah. We'll see. The mansion rises up before you, your only hope of getting out of this place. Except now that you're closer to it, you're not entirely sure you want to go in. At a close range, it looks a little bit unfriendly. But what choice do you have? The tall, wrought iron fence around the sunshine court is locked. Maybe the people in the big white mansion have the key. You have to give it another try. After everything that just happened to you, your legs feel a bit weak with fear, but you walk up to the cobblestone path to the front door and ring the bell. Hurry on to page 54. Who will answer the door, you wonder? Horrible thoughts fill your head. You imagine a werewolf with razor-sharp teeth or a zombie will rip your head off or a... The door opens. You blink, utterly floored. There's no werewolf, no monster. Standing before you is the last person you ever expected to see. 
Who? Who? Find out who on page 101. Oh, it's going to be the the guy. It's going to be Nathan. It's going to be uh, that. It's whenever they say you'll never like you, the last person you expected to see your friend that you know is in this area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the like, only other named character. The only other <laughs> named character that you definitely would know right now because you could have got anyways. It's your classmate, Nathan Rickles. Nathan, you exclaim. What are you doing here? Nathan smiles. Uh, this is where I live. I'd like to show you around. There's tons to see, lots to do. You can't believe it. You're saved. You think of your buddies on Pearl Street. Once Nathan lets you out, you may still be able to catch him. If you run the whole way. Dude. You say to Nathan. This is one weird place you live in. I mean, I'd like to hang out and talk all about it, but maybe some other time? Right now, could you just let me out of here? Oh, uh, so soon. Nathan says, adjusting his glasses. Come on, stick around. My dad's out of town and the butler just gave me the key to the back kitchen. That's where we keep all the candy. Nathan dangles a key in front of your face. You remember the giant bag of sweets he showed you earlier in the evening, including that double chocolate triple caramel delight bar. True, you're eager to catch up with your friends, but the thought of all that candy is too big of a temptation. All right, you say. Let's hit that candy stash. Follow Nathan to page 29. Nathan leads you through the marble foyer past a living room as big as a basketball court to an elevator. Whoa, you never knew Nathan's family was this loaded. Yeah, it's a fun little house. Nathan tells you as you ride up. We got everything. A swimming pool, a gym, a music room, even a game room with bumper cars. That is the ultimate a kid would think that house is cool. The bumper mm -hmm. cars. The bumper cars. The elevator dings. Ah, here we are. The fourth floor. I will say, bumper cars especially, is something that you would not find fun to use even once a week. You would get so yeah. bored of it. Like, mm -hmm. more than other, like, a kid would think it's cool things. Just bumper cars. I get bored of it by the time I'm done doing it once. Like, I'm... Yep. I'm ready for it to be over about halfway into me doing bumper cars the first like, time. 95% of the appeal, as far as I understand it, of bumper cars is ignoring the rules and yes. bumping into other people. So if you don't have, for instance, a group of other people in a commonplace fair who are riding bumper cars, is this just one person going around in a single bumper car around yeah. a track sadly? I can't imagine something more depressing. It's just bad go-karts. It's all it is. Yeah. Anyway. Very slow go-karts. Slow karts? Slow karts. Yep. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Comedy. It's about being surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. It's always uh, bad with horror. Yeah. Uh, the elevator dings. <laughs> ah. Oh. The, uh, here we are. The fourth floor. Nathan says proudly. He scurries down a wide hallway and then stops and giggles in that nerdy way of his. He pushes the door open into a dark room. <laughs> Come on in! He cries. You hesitate a moment, then follow him in. Okay. You say in the darkness. But where is the candy? Slam. The door shuts. Click. It locks. Then you hear a terrifying roar. Uh-oh. Go to page 118. 
Nathan flicks on the lights. You're in a lab. An enormous room filled with strange gadgets, smoking potions, and frothing test tubes. And in the back, in a cage, something positively hideous. He's a giant monster. Half lion, you think. Half human, you think. He's covered with thick, bristly fur. He has giant yellow eyes and teeth that make Jaws look like a wimp. He roars again. <sighs> Make the thing! Nathan yells over the noise. He pushes you towards the center of the room. I made him in my spare time. You made him? You ask, beginning to shake. That's right, Nathan says. He's ten foot tall, he weighs five hundred pounds, and boy oh boy does he love to eat. Really? You stammer as the thing roars again. Really, really, Nathan declares. And there's something else about the thing that you gotta know. I mean, something very important. Find out that he likes to eat people on page 21. <laughs> he likes to eat people. The end. The thing roars again. <laughs> the thing roars again. Nathan reaches through the bars and pats him on the head. Uh, the thing likes to play games. Okay, I like that better. Nathan continues. Hide and seek's his favorite, and you know what? I think he wants to play right now. With you. He does? Hmm. The thing snarls at you. Gulp. He doesn't look like a very good sport. I'll give you one minute head start. Nathan states. If you can stay alive for an hour, you win. I'll give you all the candy you can eat and let you go. But if the thing catches you, it's all he can eat. You... You're crazy! You stutter. Nathan starts to giggle again. Why are you doing this? You demand. All I wanted was to be your friend! Nathan yells. But you won't even hang out with me! You think I'm a... a nerd! Whoa, talk about an overreaction. Nathan reaches for the latch on the thing's cage. Well, we can hang out uh, from now on! You tell Nathan. I promise... Every day! Too little, too late, Nathan replies. He closes his eyes and begins to count. One, two, three, four. Ah! Stop standing there and get going! On to page 123. Okay, so maybe he does eat people. He, he just, it's both are true. He likes games and eating people. Mm -hmm. In that order. The thing roars again, and you tear for the door. You throw it open and barrel down the hall as fast as you can. You reach the elevator, press the button again and again. Where is that stupid thing? Nathan's crazy giggling echoes down the hall after you. No wonder he told you to come to the White Mansion. He lured you here. He wants to th the thing to kill you. Ding. The elevator doors open, and you jump in. Where should you go? Luckily, there's a floor plan of the mansion taped to the elevator wall. 59, 60... Ready or not, here the thing comes! You hear Nathan shout. Yikes, press a button quick to go to the gym in the basement. 94, music room on the first floor, pool on the second, or game room on the third floor. Uh, you think he went eh? He does like to play games. Is it possible he will like to play games more than eating us? Yes. Excellent, let's go to page five about it then. Yeah, why don't you go to page five about it? <laughs> you... Barely ever go to page five about it anymore. <laughs> you reach the third floor. Before you is a game room. It's as long as a basketball court and filled with footballs. 
Uh, it says, long as a basketball court and filled with pool tables, ping pong tables, ski ball, and video games, as far as the eye can see. Then you notice something else. Nice. Just as Nathan promised, on the far side of the room is a set of bumper cars. In any other situation, you'd be in paradise. Too bad you're running for your life, so snap out of it, you think. You have to find a place to hide behind the video games? No, not enough cover there. How about under the pool table or in a bumper car? Better make up your mind fast. The thing is about to be on your tail soon. To hide under the pool table, 32. If you hide in a bumper car, a bumpered car, 44. I have a twofold take here. Okay, twofold, tell me. Take number the first. Pool tables, especially good quality pool tables. So the pool tables that someone who has an elevator in their house probably mm. has, uh, tend to be comprised of a very, very large stone of slate. They are, if not half a ton, up towards a ton in weight. All it would take is the crushing of those legs, and we have a in just our tombstone lands directly atop us. Mm -hmm. Second point. It's much harder to drive a pool table than a bumper car. That's so We could true. use the pool table as an escape. <laughs> Sorry, a bumper car as an It's much harder, but we I We could dive into anyways. the pool table and yeah. swim away. Yeah. Hey, I see the pool. You do have a pool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, also, it's more likely that us being in the bumper car would be construed as wanting to play a game with him. Mm-hmm. But maybe I could see either of them being interpreted that way. Like, oh, you want to play pool? I love pool. You know, but we'll see. Hell yeah. 44? 44. You tear across the room and jump into a blue bumper car. There's just one minor problem. The thing sees you. There's only one thing to do. Drive the bumper car to freedom. You start the car and rev the engine. Wow, inside it looks like a real car. Just bumper style. The thing gallops towards you, and you stomp on the accelerator, but the car does not move. No! Go to page 84. No! You have exactly four seconds to do something before your supper. You glance at the control panel of the car and see the problem. The car is in neutral. You slam it in gear and step on the gas. The tires squeal. You peel out, leaving a skid mark, leaving skid marks behind you. The thing dives for you, but misses. You cruise off the bumper car platform. How? That can't be very... I mean, what? Isn't it? Aren't they, like, connected to the ceiling with magnets? Am I out of, yeah. am I out of my mind? Okay. Towards the other side of the room, you zig and zag past the ping pong tables and the video games. Your knuckles are white on the steering wheel. Your right foot is pressed so hard on the accelerator that it hurts. But it's not enough to outrun the horrible ten-foot monster. You look over your shoulder and see that he's right behind you and gaining. You turn to see where you're going. Oh, no. You're going to smash head on into the wall. Go to page 102. You mean we're going to bump something? <gasps> In you know, a car? bumper car? Screech. You turn the steering wheel with all of your might, and the car spins out. You skid to a halt. You find yourself facing the opposite direction. You put the pedal to the metal and shoot through the monster's legs. He cries and turns to give chase, but the monster's so twisted up he stumbles. Yes, a few more valuable seconds. You thunder out of the room and you barrel down the hallway and slam on the brakes by the elevator. Screech. You jump out of the car and press the elevator button and press it again. Where is it? You don't have time to wait. Maybe you should take the stairs instead. Better decide quick and be quick about it even. Elevator or stairs. 
The only information I'm aware of that is relevant to this is when we first called the elevator, it took a little longer than we wanted it to. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. guess stairs would only allow us to get to floor two as well, because we're currently on floor three. Yeah. Or rather, it would get to floor two first. Yeah. Let's go to the stairs. Okay. Because, yeah, that was going to be my only thing is, is would be if the elevator could take us, skip a floor. Mm. But, hey. You take the stairs and rush to the top top floor. You push open a door and you find yourself in a large oak room lined with shelves of old, musty books. It's a library, you realize. You run down the aisles, breathing heavily, heart pounding. You're desperate to find a hiding place, but nothing looks any good. But you're beginning to relax for the first time since Nathan's little game began. You do not hear the thing. He hates books. He freaking hates them. Maybe you've actually lost them, you think. Maybe all you have to do is find a good book, sit in the corner, and read until your hour is up. But then you hear something move around the corner and your blood goes cold. You feel weak with fear. Could the thing have followed you up here so fast? Do you dare peek around the corner and find out? Yes, you do. Go to page 47. I was really expecting us to be like, uh, you try and pick a book. You decide to go with Say Cheese and Die by by Goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Trembling, you lean forward and see Nathan reading a large book. Oh, hey. He says, looking up. Why don't What are you doing here? You ask suspiciously. What do you think? He replies. I'm reading. He holds up a picture of a country landscape showing a knight in shining armor and pow! From out of nowhere, there's a blinding flash. You shield your eyes. Where did that come from, you wonder? And where'd Nathan go? You glance right and left. It's like he disappeared. And needless to say, you don't trust Nathan one bit. You need to find out where he went when you hear a voice. Hey, come here! Where are you? You cry, trembling. Down here. What? You glance at the floor, and the book he had lies there, open to the page he was reading. You glance at the picture on the page and see Nathan standing next to the knight, waving at you. Whoa, what's up with that? Find out on page 106. (laughs) What's up with that? Uh, It's just another one of my inventions. Nathan explains. Then you feel yourself lifted into the air, and you hear a loud bang. A bright light burns your eyes. Hey, where are you? Hold on a second. You find yourself standing next to Nathan in the night in shining armor from the picture you're looking at. Somehow Nathan has pulled you into the book with him. Go to page 128. We're really going all over the place here. Yeah. We've only got a hideout here for an hour. You wheel around. Yep, you're in the middle of a large field. Just like the one in the book you were holding. How did you do this? You stammer. Nathan giggles madly. <laughs> it's that there. Is this the neighbor's... Whoa, sorry. <laughs> Wrong person. Is this the knave who's going to help me slay the dreaded beast? The knight asks Nathan. He points to you. Hey, his name is Thing, not Beast. Nathan corrects the knight. But yeah, this is that knave. Nathan giggles some more. Excellent! The knight says. Come then! Your legs go weak, and somehow Nathan has transported the thing here, too, to kill you. Of course, you don't have to battle the thing. Nathan tells you. Huh? You stop? You can come with me! I'm going to the arena to see the jousting exhibition. Nathan gives you a wicked smile. Being a spectator at a jousting exhibition sure sounds better than fighting the thing, but you don't like that smile on Nathan's face. 
may have something tricky up his sleeve. What do you choose? To go with the knight 50, Nathan 67. Mm. Uh, you can I just, I can only imagine we go to the jousting expedition and we're, and we're used as a pole or yeah. we're, you know, up against the black knight or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't to go to page 50. Let's do it. I fight Let's a beast. with the knight. I fight a beast. We've got an ally? That's nice. Yeah, we usually don't have that. You'll take the thing over whatever Nathan's cooked up in his warped little mind any day. You decide <laughs> to do a battle. The knight gives you a spear. Then he whistles. Another horse gallops up. You hop on and follow the knight across the plain, and your hands are so sweaty with fear you have trouble holding the reins. But you have to have courage. You have to face the thing. You ride for miles and miles until you reach the large mountain. The thing lives up there, the knight says. You guide your horses up the steep mountain path. The path ends at the mountain mouth of a large cave. Then you see a bright light, and the thing lumbers out of the cave. Only he's not quite the same. He's huge, twice as big as he was before. The thing opens his jaws, and you realize where the bright light comes from. It's a flame. A flame the thing is shooting out of his mouth. The thing rises onto his hind legs, towering over you. He opens his tremendous mouth, and oh no, you're gonna be toast. Burn it out on page 129. I wonder if it's ever gonna be important that we no longer have candy. I didn't know. The knight hands you a lance. Take your best shot! He instructs you. Shaking in fear, you raise the lance and you take aim and throw. You hit the thing right between the eyes. Yes! The monster moans and hits the ground. A swarm of villagers runs up the mountain, lifting you onto the shoulders, carrying you into the knight's castle. A banquet is thrown in your honor. You're a hero! That night, you go to sleep on a giant bed in the knight's place. You've never been so tired. That's when you start to dream. What in the world? You wheel around, panicked. Could it be? You're suddenly back in the white mansion on the first floor? <laughs> No, back with the thing. Is this a nightmare or reality? You're not sure. Oh well. While you try and figure it out, we're gonna tr we're going trick or treating. So for us, this is the very best end in the whole book. Hey, bamboozled us! Oh no! They've got this big bold text at the bottom that says the very best end of the book. We land on this page. I'm thinking this is the very best end of the I'm... book. Why would the goosebumps lie to me? And it says for us, the yeah. game writers, this is the very best end of the book. You, however, you're deep in a nightmare. Yeah. You lose, I win. Okay. All right. We should just go with Nathan. Perchance. We have to go with Nathan, sure. You can't say that you really trust Nathan. But fighting the thing, why would you really volunteer for that? So you follow Nathan down a dirt road and soon blend into a crowd. Everyone is dressed like they're part of King Arthur's court. Oh, uh, you're going to love this. Nathan coos. I've got a special surprise lined up. Huh. The surprises you've gotten so far this night have not been much fun. You think about running, but where to? You don't even know where you are. That's when you feel someone grab your cape. We have a cape? Let's go. That's him! A deep voice says. Grab his cape! Ah, my cape! Nathan laughs. <laughs> See you later. Wait! You cry, but it's too late. Two knights push you down a stone hallway. You don't know where they're taking you, but you sure know it isn't good. They open a door and push you through. You hear a crowd cheer, and you look around and gasp. You're in the arena! Surprised? 
And at the other end of the field, you see the thing is on a horse and he's holding a giant lance. Get out of this one on page 80. He said we don't have to fight the thing. Yeah, what the hell? You don't have to fight the thing, you gotta joust the thing. The thing lets out a giant roar, his horse snorts twice, then gallops towards you. The point of the thing's lance is aimed straight for your chest. Only one thing to do, run to the stands and jump in. But the crowd lifts you and tosses you back into the back to the vicious thing. Kill! They cry. Kill! You fall to your knees. No! You beg. No! The thing charges towards you, raising his lance. You close your eyes and await your doom. The last thing you hear is Nathan's delighted giggle cutting through the noise of the crowd. You know, you're always way too mean to me. Nathan calls. I tried to tell you that, but maybe now you'll get my point. And for Nathan, this is the very best end in the book. <laughs> so yeah. wait, does this take us all the way back to elevator or stairs? Uh, we're at 102, which is elevator or stairs. Mm, guess we're taking the elevator on 76 then. Yeah, of course. Duh. We should have done that. What were we thinking? Uh, stairs. Stairs. Huh. All right. You jump in the elevator and press one. Got to get to the first floor and find a way out, you think. That's your only chance. But wait, why are the doors closing? Why aren't Come the doors on! closing? Come on, you shout. Sorry. You grab the doors and try and press them shut. Close already! Oh, no, it's the thing. He's at the end of the hall and he's coming right for you. You try and force the doors closed again. They're closing. The thing dives towards you and... No, he makes it inside just as the door is shut. <laughs> You're locked in with the thing. There's no escape now. You're going to be a snack for the thing. Looks like you really reached a dead end. Do we? Wait, wait, wait. When is our uh, <laughs> previous choice before this? And is Page it? Uh, yeah. Pool what? table. Pool table. All right. All right. Let's hide under the pool table. Uh, pool table. Oops. You dive under the pool table. Seconds later, the thing lets you know he's there by tossing a ping-pong table halfway across the room. Your stomach clenches with fear. Crash! The thing mows over a video game. But you love games! Boom. He chops another- Chops? Another ping-pong table in half? With his fist. Wait, what? Yep. He chops it with his fist? That is a punch, my man! <laughs> You squeeze your eyes shut. You pray the monster doesn't see or hear you. Yes, the thing heads away from you towards the bumpered cars. A lucky break. In another second, you'll be able to make a run for it. Just as you're poised to tear to the door, the thing wheels around, sniffing the air and growls. Then the monster begins to stalk straight towards you. Try and defend yourself on page 77. Grab a pool cue. Grab a pool cue. Ah, fisty cuffs. Yeah, chop him with the your fist. A line Give him of, a left. Give him a right. <laughs> chop, chop him a left. Chop him a right. <laughs> a line of saliva gushes out of the thing's mouth to the floor. Your heart pounds faster than a machine gun. This is it. You're a goner. There's no way you can possibly defend yourself unless you reach up and grab the cue ball. The thing bears his teeth and roars. You roll out from under the table and force yourself to your feet. You cock your arm. Hopefully all these ow all those hours of pitching for Little League will come in handy. 
The thing is just feet from you now and getting closer. Come on, you think, just a little further. The monster lets loose a terrifying howl, but you hold your ground. The thing opens its mouth, ready to chomp you. That's when you take aim and throw. See what happens on page 62. Hit him right in the uvula. <laughs> the heavy cue ball flies towards the thing's mouth, closer and closer, until it's an inch from smashing into his teeth. Got him, you think. He won't be able to eat me without any choppers. But the thing raises his paw and catches the ball. Oh, no. You better run, but you're frozen with fear. The thing cranes his neck and howls. You shiver to your bones. Please make it fast. You think one quick bite and goodbye. You shut your eyes tightly. Boom passes and then another. Slowly, you open your eyes again. What's this? The thing is examining the ball. Then he meets your eyes and appears to smile. The thing waves at you. Looks like he wants you to go out for a pass. Better do it on page 65. The thing does like games. He doesn't want to play bumper cars with us, but he does want to play pool. That's it. You begin running. Then you turn and wave for the ball. You half expect the thing's a mighty throw to knock you over. To your surprise, the monster tosses the ball very gently and right to you. Good one! You say. Now it's his turn. The mighty monster lumbers past a row of ping pong tables, then cuts directly across the enormous room. You take aim and throw. The thing leaps into the air and snags the ball with his right paw. Yes! You shout. Wow, the thing is a great athlete. And what's going on in here? A voice demands. You turn, and it's Nathan. I command you to destroy that kid! Nathan yells at the thing. The thing swipes a sharp clawed paw at Nathan and lets out a threatening roar. <gasps> my, my creation! Nathan whines. He was supposed to kill you, but you ruined him! He likes you! Too bad! You reply. You send another long pass the thing's way. Instead of killing, it looks like the thing would rather catch some Halloween spirit. The end. Huh? Okay. Huh? <laughs> catch some Halloween spirit? I yeah. guess, yeah, you caught I mean, the yeah. spirit. Is a well, thing. It's more, it's, I was more, huh? Because, like, I, it, it's a good ending. It is. It is indeed. We did it. <laughs> it's... It it ends very suddenly yeah. and without much resolution for things in a way that doesn't make it feel like a good ending, especially. Yeah, exactly. But it is, I, I I have a sneaking suspicion that the outcome is better in my eyes than whatever the you know a better ending would be because mm -hmm. we have a big old beast friend. I can confirm uh, via uh, a brief look at the uh, the Goosebumps Wikia fandom uh, that this is considered one of the good endings. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think that's the thing is there's no mistake about it. Like this is this is good, but I guess the question is if we should take a look at something else or not. What do you think? I I wonder if it's possible that this is the best on this path for us. That is my big fear. So I think maybe what maybe what we can do, we'll say hip hip hooray, we got the good ending. Mm -hmm. Do you want to explore some other paths, assuming that we're going to be getting failures just to see more of what the book has to offer? Because this is a pretty short. I mean, as far as like the special editions go, this is a short episode so far. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to. Uh, yeah. We have pretty much all of the other floors that we could go to with the elevator yeah, before pretty, we get here. Pretty much. So, like, let's go explore the other floors, but we will just know in the back of our head we we got a win and we got it 
fast. It's just kind of just... The, yeah. The best win as well. We made a new friend. I love yeah. the wins where you just make a new friend. Yeah, in my, in my opinion, those are actually the best wins. I just like... Mm -hmm. I wish it was written slightly different to feel like there was... It was more... I think it's just because it doesn't feel like... We got all these houses. There's that one big special house, and it's like btw that stuff doesn't matter you just have a friend which is i care more about than getting candy for sure mm -hmm. i'm kind of a so saint I think, <laughs> in this <laughs> sense i'm saintly they ordained me for this yeah. i think it's uh possible that because we took the orange house as our second it was uh, and as soon as we failed the lucky path for having the candy uh we effectively just entered a line that's like, okay, this is the no candy resolution, and it's a small subsection of the resolutions you can otherwise get from the White Mansion. Yeah. Like, so, I'm really impressed by the structure of this book so far. Frankly. Yeah. But that's for later. This is a game of the year, I think. I think it's a lock. Uh, Baldur's Gate? <laughs> nice writing. Try uh, Trick or Trapped. Um, okay, so 123 brings us to running away from the thing mm. we ran to the game room that's what we did when we got our win our successful win because we're very good at the game book yes uh, so this is the start the start of the things hide or seek with us and we're in an elevator leaving to either yeah. the gym music room or pool do you have a pull between those three because I, I was pulled to game room because the thing likes games so i mean mm -hmm. got a, do you have an ex-pull i don't especially actually well I'll, let's go to pool because it sounds like pull Let's do it. Is it a good reason? Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. <laughs> yes, too bad. Second floor. You dash off the elevator and burst through a set of swinging doors before you use an Olympic-sized swimming pool. The water looks beautiful. Too bad it's not a good time for a leisurely swim. <laughs> Yikes. You hear the thing coming for you. Okay, you tell yourself, calm, calm, stay calm. But how can you stay calm when a man-eating monster is hot on your heels? Crash. The sound comes from the hallway. The thing's seconds away. You glance back at the pool. What if the thing can't swim? You'll be safe in the water. Then you spot a door on the other side of the room. If you run like mad, you can just make it. If you dive in, 104. If you rush through the door, page 19. If we dive in and he can swim as well, that's going to be a quick death, baby, which will take us to the rushing through the door. Yeah. I'm with it. 104. Yeah. Splash! You dive into the deep end of the pool, and just as the thing leaps into the room, he rushes to the edge of the water, pawing the ground, breathing heavily with his flaring nostrils. The thing swipes his paw at you from the side of the pool, and then you realize you were right. He can't swim. The thing stands on his hind legs and lets loose an ear-splitting howl of frustration. Too bad, thing! You call. All I have to do is tread water for an hour. Then I'm home free! <laughs> you hear a nerdy little giggle from the side of the pool. You turn. Nathan! A low whooshing sound meets your ears. Gradually it grows louder and louder. And no, no. There's a small whirlpool in the middle of the water. And you gasp as you realize what's happening. Nathan's draining all the water out of the pool. Uh, Nathan, please don't. You plead. But he just cackles and runs from the room. What'll you do now? Tread water on page 38 you got to think of a way out of this. Outside the pool, the thing licks his lips and waits for you to be a sitting duck. And it won't take long. The shallow end is quickly becoming nothing but a puddle. The thing splashes into the water and moves towards you, its hideous mouth opening wide. 
There's nothing you can do. No place to hide. Tell you I have an idea. A desperate idea. Maybe the thing would rather eat some candy than eat you. You swim to the edge of the pool. Root through your bag. Okay, we do have it. Canonically, we have our bag of candy. Huh. So, because we couldn't have been here with that. Okay, we hit. Okay, canonically, we have our candy bag. Great. Good to know. Teleports back to my hand. Zoop. Mjolnir. That bag of candy crashes through walls and comes into our hand. <laughs> you root through your bag and throw candy bars at the monster. Rats, the thing bats them away. Dessert's not on his menu. Frantic, you reach to the bottom of your bag and you find something in there besides candy. If so, what is it? If you find a yellow rose, 90. If you find a length of rope, 92. I have no clue how yellow rose would be useful in this situation. <laughs> Me either. Let's use it. I, <laughs> I need to know what it does. This sounds stupid. I'm in. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I'm just writing it down. Okay. 90. Hell yeah. The only other thing you have in your bag is the yellow rose you picked for your mom. It's crushed, but a little worth a try. You hold it out to the monster. S see the pretty flower? Also, like, we weren't supposed to have these actually right like surely mm. huh. you stammer the monster lurches your way the flower you cry would you like it the thing wrinkles his brow and blushes then he gently accepts the flower and takes a long whiff <sighs> he moans happily he sniffs deeply again and stares at the rose entranced by it this is your chance you climb out of the pool and run for your life towards the elevator smart move because the elevator just as the elevator doors open you turn to see the thing toss the flower side and scowl and he gallops straight towards you so hurry up and press a button uh basement to the gym 94 or the game room which we already did interestingly enough isn't an option missing yeah, 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 we're missing uh, music room. Yeah, what the heck? Anyway, I mean, yeah, 94, I'm down. I mean, we obviously, we did the other one. Yeah, it's down. We're down. Get down. The elevator drops all the way down to the basement, and you barrel through a set of swinging doors into the gym. Before you use an empty weight room, you glance left and right desperately looking for a place to hide. <laughs> the thing? He's tracked you to the basement already. You dive through a door and the, on the far end of the room and you shut it behind you and bolt it. <laughs> Woo! You glance around and you're in the locker room. Hide, your mind screams. Hide! There's a row of shower stalls in front of you. Maybe you can hide in there. No, you decide. Too obvious, stupid. You glance over your shoulder. Oh, and hiccup. There are two other doors. One leads to the hot, dry sauna. The other to the wet, foggy steam room. A, cra a creaking sound meets your ears. You glance back and... No, the thing is coming through the locker room door. You have to hide now. If you hide in the sauna, 57. If you hide in the steam room, 52. Do we have a... I mean, one of them's... One of them's misty. One of them's not. One of them's uh, hideable. One of them mayhaps not. That's valid. I did not consider the uh, occlusion. Mm. Ah... 52. The aerosolized water particulate. Absolute. You dash into the steam room. Thick white fog billows around you and fills the room with wet heat. You hurry to the back of the little room and hunt for a place to hide. It's so steamy. You can't see. You stretch your arms out to make sure that you won't walk into a wall, but 
Wait, you don't feel any wall. Big steam room, you think? You keep walking, and soon the steam begins to clear. The hard floor you're walking on turns soft. What's going on? Then you make out the dim outlines of trees. A giant colorful bird swoops over your head, and you duck in the nick of time. Ahead, a monkey leaps from tree to tree. Whoa! Looks as if you're in a jungle? This book has it all. Holy crap. Huh? Turn to page 55. Is this an extended Gorillas in the Mist reference? A movie I'm aware exists, but nothing else about it? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I can only assume. Somehow you've ended up in the heart of a jungle. From the uh, media property Gorillas uh, in the Mist. Unless it's bad or offensive for some reason. I don't know. I don't know anything about that that media property. You'd love to take time to wonder how this happened, but you're too worried about the thing. He could burst into the scene at any second. You spot a tall tree to your left. If you climb it, you could scout out the best way to go. But what if the thing appears by the tree and waits for you to come down? Then you'll be deader than dead. Ice dead. Maybe it's best to get running. If you all run right, for all right, it... All right, all right, all right. <laughs> if you run for it, go to page 71. If you climb the tree, 109. Uh, I don't know. He seems like he could climb trees real good style. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I get the vibe that he's real, real quite good at the uh, the old vertical ascent. Yeah, less than um, like a kid, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, I I also don't know if we're any good at climbing. We yeah. might try for a second and go. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot. I don't have any arm strength. Seventy-one. We'll give it a shot. Forget the tree. The thing could totally trap you up there. You run for it. You leap over the vines and that grow across the muddy forest floor and try and block out the chatter of the wild animals. Who knows what's lurking in the jungle? But you'd rather take on a whole gang of lions than that horrible thing. Gang of lions. They got leather jackets and everything. They're so cool. The thought of him sends a chill up your of terror up your spine. Soon you reach a small clearing. All right, you tell yourself. Gotta find a place to hide. You glance around. On the other side of the clearing is a shelf of rocks. You can duck behind there. You can make a move. You make a move for the rocks, or at least you try to. You look down at your feet and gasp in terror. You're ankle deep in quicksand. No, make that knee deep and sinking fast. Sink on to page thirty-one. Sink on, sink on. <laughs> sink until your dreams come true. <laughs> uh, you can't move your legs. You feel as if they're standing in a giant tub of glue. Terrified, you scream at the top of your lungs. Help! <coughs> Comes the answer to your cry. Only monkeys and birds are around to hear you. You sink to your waist, then to your chest. Your arms are stuck at your sides. The wet sand is an inch from your mouth. You gasp and swallow a mouthful of quicksand. Sorry. Looks like your chance of surviving is totally sunk. The end. I forgot. We're actually sick at climbing. We're, yeah, we're actually like rat as hell so at good at climbing, probably. My uh, feet are actually uh, crampons and my hands are pittons. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I think yes, that's yes, the yes. correct terminology. Absolutely. I, I actually, I do think so. <laughs> you dash to the tree and get climbing. Better hurry, you think, before the thing shows up and sees you. Up, 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 up you go. At the top, you pause to catch your breath, and what have you? You're in the middle of an enormous forest. There's trees and more trees as far as the eye can see. 
what happened to the mansion, do you think? What kind of place is this? And how are you going to get out of here? What's that? In the distance, a thin gray line. It's smoke. Hey, maybe the smoke is coming from a village, from people who can help you get back home. Now, if you can just get there without the thing catching you. <coughs> a monkey swings from a vine and lands on your head. Get away! You shout. But the monkey pushes you. You lose your balance. Ah, you're falling fast towards the ground. This is it. You close your eyes and wait to pound in the earth. Go on to page eight. I forgot. This is why we renounce climbing. Yeah. Swoosh. What's this? You're not falling anymore. You feel yourself being lifted into the sky. You open your eyes and gasp. Yikes. A giant bird has your vampire cape in its beak. You're being carried. I forgot we look like a vampire this whole time. <gasps> that was the cape. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that we had a cape because it was so irrelevant that we were a vampire for so long. So wait, we were in King Arthur times. Everyone dressed as King Arthur and we're just like, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't stab I us? I want to go home. <laughs> uh, you feel yourself being lifted in the sky. You open your eyes and gasp. Okay. You're being carried towards the clouds. You look down. You're so far up. The trees seem tiny. Or are you getting bigger? Your heart thuds in your chest. The bird better not let go. Fly to page 24. Lucky for you, the bird keeps its grip. It pumps its wings with all its might, and soon the jungle disappears. You fly over an ocean, then over a small town, and then over Bergen Street to your house. Yeah, you're safe and sound outside of the sunshine, sunshine court. The bird swoops to your front walk and sets you down. You have no idea how the bird knew where to take you, but you're not going to ask any questions. Thanks! You gush. The bird squawks as if to say, You're welcome. Then it lifts off and quickly disappears from view. Whoa, that was one creepy Halloween adventure, you think? You glance at your watch. Huh, 8.30. You could still go trick-or-treating, but nah, you've had enough of this bird-brained holiday anyways. The end. Now, I know I was in a, a d d deadly position being hunted by an abomination, a, 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 a scientific manifestation and creation of someone who hates me for my neglect of our relationship together. And I know that I was rescued from that situation by a very charitable and kind bird. But let me just quickly get an insult in against birds at the very end. Dumb little I bird know. brains. <laughs> Got him. I mean, they don't even have thumbs. <laughs> uh, yeah. We did it. It's just another so, win. I think this is the good... I think if if I want to make any any uh, case for us going back, it would be, what's in the music room? <laughs> what's, what's, what's the music room is? I, but that could also be a lot. Who knows? I'm down to give it a look. Because... Yeah. My hunch is that it wasn't on the other one because it's a death. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's my guess. So we'll give that a shot, and we'll see. You burst out of the elevator onto the first floor. You look right and then left. You tear down the main hallway. You see a music room to your right. But forget that. Straight ahead is the front door. You, well, then screw us for picking the music room. You grab the <laughs> doorknob and pull. It's locked. You feel a sharp wave of panic. Stay calm, stay calm. You order yourself and you look around. Yes, a window. <laughs> dive through it, dive through it. <laughs> you try it. It's nailed shut. Desperate, you look around for something to smash the glass. Then you think about your head. 
You know the thing can't be far behind. <coughs> you wheel around. The thing is at the end of the hall. He hasn't seen you, but he's coming your way. Quick, duck into the music room. You better hurry on to page 132. Please give me a, a badumch. Please. Please. You dash into the music room and slam the door. You can only hope the thing didn't see you. You search for a place to hide, but there's nowhere. The place is practically bare. Standing before you is a grand piano, the corner is a guitar, and a tuba. Crash. You shriek as the door explodes. <laughs> the shards of wood fly into the room, the thing thundering in. You're face to face with him. His eyes lock yours, and you take a step back. The thing licks his lips, his shark-like teeth glint in the overhead light. Then he moves towards you. You close your eyes and get ready for the end. But then you remember something. A phrase your mother used to say when she sang to your little sister to make her sleep. Music soothes the savage beast, whether they're a little girl or an abomination created by your worst enemy. That's it. Go play music. It's your only chance, but which instrument shall you play? The piano, the guitar, or the tuba? All right. I know how to play a piano and I know how to play a guitar, but uh, what's that a tuba? Is it the tuba mayonnaise I can play? I can play a tuba jello? Tuba tuba toothpaste. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, boy. I'm virtuosic on the toothpaste. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, okay. What would he like? Or are we trying to scare him? Tubas probably could be mm. the most threatening if we wanted to be threatening. Mm. I think the most calming would probably be piano. Agreed. Beats. Let's give it. A, let's let's go top to bottom. I also, I also think that's the order of calming to least calming. So, for the first time in your life, you're happy that your mother forced you to take those piano lessons. You dash to the piano. You play the piece you learned for the your your piano recital. You decide. Okay. <laughs> Mary had a little. <laughs> A rude sandstorm. <laughs> your body is shaking and your fingers are trembling, but somehow you remember the piece, the piece note for note. <laughs> just peck, just the thought of a kid pecking the keys of the piano to the rude sandstorm is such a good thing to visualize. I love that. Oh. The thing stands there, watching. You can see him panting. You smell his hideous breath. You gulp as you think each note you play could be your last. Only after you played for a minute do you glance up at him. To your surprise, all the fierceness has drained out of that thing's eyes. He looks calm. He sways back and forth on the balls of his feet. He's enjoying the music. You near the end of the piece. You can't believe it worked. The last note sounds... <laughs> The thing lets out a bellow and swipes his massive paw down towards your shoulder blade. Go to page 87. You gasp. The thing swats you into the air. That's it. This is the end. You feel yourself land, but not on the hard floor. The thing has caught you. He sets you down. And then something weird happens. He puts out his paws on your shoulder. He puts out his paws onto your shoulder and begins to dance. The thing closes his eyes as if he's remembering your piano playing, and he purrs as he whisks you around the room, moving this way and that to the imaginary beat. Weird, but you'd sure rather be the thing's dancing partner than, partner than his supper. When your dance is over, the thing bows low, and then he walks you to the kitchen and fills your bag up with sweets. What's going on? A voice cries. 
It's Nathan. You're supposed to eat him, not give him my candy. Uh-oh, trouble. Go to, t- to the 97. Urgh! The thing swats Nathan across the room, slamming him into the pantry door. All right, your music playing put the monster on your side. Give me the key to the gate, Nathan. You demand. I'm out of here. With the monster on your side, Nathan can't exactly refuse. No fair! He whines, handing you the key. You smile and pick up your bag of candy, then the monster walks with you to the front door. Bye! You wave to the thing as you head outside. But if instead of pay oh, instead of instead of staying put, the thing follows you. Cool, you think. A monster for a friend. With him around, you're sure to scare up a lot more Halloween candy this year. The end. There's so many good endings on this path. Third good ending. The only thing I have to note, though, is it seems like in order to achieve a good ending, we are willing to make friends with anyone except for Nathan. Yeah, poor Nathan. Never Nathan. (laughs) I'll be friends with nerds, gang. I knew it. As soon as he was introduced as a nerd, I was like, oh, the book's going to try and get him killed. The book, Goosebumps, Goosebumps does hate nerds. That's the one yeah. thing. That's that's consistent. <laughs> For a series exclusively read by nerds. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a jock, rats. I play football. <laughs> I play football. Oh, that that is fair. I Sorry, like football. My apologies. I that... am a cheerleader. I play football. Oh, damn, that is the terminology. I'm, I guess uh, you must be. I punch computer after school. I put man in locker. It sounds like a lot of jock activity. Unfortunately, I don't know anything about those kinds of things. Uh, I take I'm... lunch money. I'm sorry. It's all good. I'm. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything that is not a nerd or a jock, and I think those are the two that I can. Uh, uh, theater kid. Mm. Uh, I uh, own a theater. Say on corner of Broadway and Broadhurst. Oh. Uh, I don't like it at all. And I spend the rest of my time uh, studying math and pushing my uh, glasses up my nose. But uh, I'm a theater kid, actually, uh, technically. I'm a jock, but I secretly want to be a theater kid. Oh. Mm. I'm a music kid. I'm half treble clef, half kid. I am a... Yeah, I'm a a subclass in uh, chess club. Like I'm a, oh, I'm a jock. Nice, nice. I'm a jock, but I, I did, yeah, I did subclass into chess club to get a, like. There's a lot of versatility in it, you know. I don't know. It, it just opens gives up gives you a lot more RP. access to lunch money. <laughs> more access to lunch money to buy better chess pieces, so that you win more. <laughs> so you win more chess. <laughs> you sit down at the table and you only have queens. <laughs> I bought so many sets to unlock these pieces. I've been opening up so many chess booster packs. They always have the same pieces, but eventually I got all queens. That's so good. Pay to win chess. <laughs> How do I win? You don't have a king. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> Checkmate. <immediately> Checkmate. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Anyways, okay, good book. I liked it. 
this is a very good book. Out of all of the, in, like, sure, we did end up invalidating our inventory, but it yeah. was very clear that they were using the inventory just to track which pages we've been to so that they could have a more diverse opening and ending. Yeah. Which I think is super cool. I really, really enjoyed this one. Like, it's yeah. the penultimate of the series, and I've got to say, it's near uh, yeah. ultimate in my memory of enjoyment. It felt really good yeah it felt like it used the inventory system to yeah to, like you said to help track and make the story better instead of just uh hand smacking you mm-hmm. it was nice uh and i like it when you know i like it when a lot of the endings are you know you tame a beast like uh, something yep. that is angry becomes your pal like those are always the best endings those are the ones you want mm-hmm. the most cuz it's it's not only threat neutralized you sweep the other way it's like a it's a victory lap basically in a in an ending it's so good it's the most swingy move possible a hundred op but uh yeah uh any other thoughts on this one i mean happy halloween and all like uh you know it, it is halloween um, uh, boo spookums and, and ah! uh, the happy Halloween to all of you, of course. Yes, yes, um, yes. My only following thought is that I'm particularly thankful to the executive producer for this episode, Aww. Astral Fox. Thank you much, Lee Astral Fox, for supporting the Patreon over at patreon.com slash turn to page cast. Much appreciated, executive producer Astral Fox. Happy Halloween, Astral Fox. Thank you very much for supporting over on Patreon. And a huge thank you to all of the other wonderful supporters on Patreon as well. If you want to help support the podcast, patreon.com slash turn to page cast. If you want to help support over there, we've already got things lined up that we got coming up and any support does greatly, greatly help with making those things a reality. It really would be wonderful. Uh, but a huge thank you to those who already have. And a huge thank you to you just for listening. If you want to help support in another free way, you can go subscribe over on youtube.com slash turn to page cast and go engage with the comment section over there. It's the cleanest place to give like feedback and comment on the episode and, you know, reply to other people who commented on the episode. It's the cleanest place to do that as well as, you know, help have another avenue to spread uh, the podcast. A hundred percent. In speaking of, I'll yeah. also mention because we haven't mentioned it in a re- reasonable recent period of time. Another way to do that as well would be to leave a review on any of the uh, podcast websites or streaming services that you use to listen to the podcasts to help us expand the audience and you know, bring more people in who might particularly enjoy it. You can also do so if you happen to know anyone that might be particularly enthused by the idea of some choose-your-own-adventure books that are played entertainingly uh, to recommend directly via word of mouth. Absolutely. That genuinely, it's the most like reliable and sustainable way for sure it's very very mm-hmm. nice uh and yeah just i, I, I know I, we've been saying it a lot huge thank you to the people who have been commenting you guys are great thank you you're all very very nice thank you for the wonderful comments I, we we both we both read them all <laughs> so huge mm-hmm. thank you uh you guys have been great over there so huge thanks for that if you have anything you want to reach out to us privately about uh turn to pagecast at gmail.com you can send us an email if you have something private or you just want to send us like 
I don't know, a PDF of a book or something. I Whatever the hell, you know. You know, I don't know. Get off my back, okay? Why don't you send me an email about it, huh? <laughs> Why do you keep torturing Reno about this? <laughs> Leave me alone. You keep sending me emails, and I like it. Um, yeah, anyways. That's been it. That's been it. Next week, we have the final Give Yourself Goosebumps book. The last one. But then we're not done. But then we're not done with doing more books. We're doing more books. It's just the beginning. It was always just the beginning. Did I anticipate we'd get to the end? I sure as heck hoped we'd get to the end of the Give Yourself Goosebumps. But yeah, I always I always pictured and imagined the stuff after it and was always very excited for the possibilities. And I I adored Give Yourself Goosebumps, and I adore the opportunity to potentially explore some more things in the space as well. But yeah. Could not agree more. Alas, alas, that'll do it here for today. Thank you, buddy, for listening. We'll see you next time. Happy Halloween forever. Boom.